From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome to The Edge. It's a uh, Monday from the South Point Sportsbook, JVT. Again, out this week at home babysitting, uh, but I have three great guests on today's show. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, Brad Powers, one of the sharpest college football handicappers uh, you can find, and Greg Peterson, host of the Greg Peterson Experience, and we're going to talk college hoops with Greg at the uh, end of the show today at 4.45. We got one of the best Monday night football games of the season on tap. I thought Bill's Patriots... Um, a week ago was going to be really good in the snow. This is uh, another one that uh, has a lot of potential tonight. Rams, Cardinals. And we have some late-breaking news. It's not good if you bet the Rams like I did at plus three. It's not devastating news. But two players have been uh, ruled out because of uh, COVID issues. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey and tight end Tyler Higby. So the Rams uh, down a couple guys. And Daryl Henderson, I think, is expected to miss the game tonight, too, a running back. So the Rams down a few guys tonight against the uh, Cardinals. And the number here at the South Point, back to three. Uh, last night, uh, this number had dropped to two, Arizona minus two at Circus Sports. Pretty much threes across the board now, a total of 51.5. Chris Andrews, the South Point Sportsbook Director, said in his market report, which you can find on vcin.com, one of the best Monday night betting attractions all season. Chris opened Arizona minus, excuse me, minus three. 
Sharps took the points. They also bet the Rams would win straight up on the money line at plus 135 uh, before he dropped to two and a half. And now we're seeing it go back to the three. The betting public has been uh, pen, uh, pounding the Cardinals side in this game. And uh, Sharps were taking the Rams plus three, but a little bit of bad news uh, today because of COVID if you bet the Rams. Sean McVay was 8 and 0 versus Arizona before the team's first meeting this season. 8 and 0 with a plus 160 point differential prior to the Cardinals' 37-20 win in Los Angeles in early October. Arizona now 4-0 in NFC West games this season. Rams not exactly a hot team coming into this one. 1-5 ATS in the past six, and the only teams they have defeated since Halloween are the Texans and the Jaguars. That's a scary trend. Here's another. The Rams have not defeated a team that currently has a winning record since beating the Buccaneers in Week 3. The Rams are 2-4 and four against teams with winning records, including four straight losses and 6-0 and oh against all other teams. So they played the bully role uh, better than anything else this season. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray expected to put on a show in this one tonight in a total of 51 and a half, I would assume is going to be a popular bet over uh, for a lot of players out there tonight. We'll talk more about this game with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook Director John Abello in about 15 minutes when uh, he joins us here on the edge. All right, it was a uh, ugly Sunday for sports books in Las Vegas. John Avello said he averted a disaster at DraftKings. It wasn't that bad, but across Vegas, it was bad news everywhere. Favorites 11 and one straight up, 10 and two against the spread. Derek Stevens. Circuit owner last night before our opening line show pulled me aside and said, quote, the worst day in the history of circus sports for sure. Uh, Tony Miller, sportsbook director at the Golden Nugget, quote, worst day in our history. Jay Cornegay, the VP over at the Westgate Superbook, said it could have been a lot worse. We were fortunate it was one of the slowest Sundays of the year. If we had these results within the first five or six weeks, Call a medic, uh, but the handle was not that strong. It was a pretty lame schedule of games on uh, Sunday of week 14, uh, but still a disastrous one for uh, bookmakers such as uh, Circa and uh, the Golden Nugget and others. Uh, Derek Stevens also said last night when he was watching the Bears-Packers game that he was, quote, hoping for a miracle Sunday night from the Bears. Uh, he needed the Bears to win that straight up to uh, cut the losses a little bit. Didn't happen. Looked like the Bears might uh, pull a stunner. They led by 10 in the second quarter, 27-21 at the half. But catching 12 on the closing line, they couldn't even cover that. Despite a 10-point lead in the second quarter, 45-30 was the final. Aaron Rodgers passed for 341 yards and four touchdowns. Bad news after the Bears game, though. He said the fractured toe that's bothered him for a few weeks feels worse. Uh, so we'll see what Aaron Rodgers is capable of doing this week when the Packers uh, go to Baltimore to face the Ravens, who uh, could be without Lamar Jackson for a while with a high ankle injury, it appears. And uh, uh, Rodgers probably going to face off with Tyler Huntley in that game in Baltimore. Uh, the Packers, Chiefs, Titans, a few of the popular favorites uh, yesterday. The Chiefs and Titans, two of the favorites that rolled in AFC matchups. The Chiefs rolled the Raiders 48-9, to and it was bad news early for the uh, the Raiders. Josh Jacobs fumbled on the first play of the game, was scooped up, returned for a touchdown. Uh, the <laughs> KC defense forced five turnovers. 
uh, at six and seven right now. The Raiders are in real danger of not getting over that win total of seven or seven and a half. I've got the Raiders over seven. I'm hoping for a push at this point. Maybe they can get one win down the stretch. I've got the Browns on sun- Saturday in Cleveland, followed by the Broncos, Colts, and Chargers still on the schedule. Las Vegas won them five straight up and ATS in the past six. Uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, Chief Safety, talked about the improved defense, the fast start against the Raiders. And by the way, this Kansas City defense has allowed 10.8 points per game during a six-game win streak. Well, we, just, we really wanted to jump out the gate early, man. Um, you know, a lot of, well, really all week we've been talking about the last time the Raiders came to Arrowhead and, you know, everything that kind of transpired. And so we really wanted to hit those guys early. Um, I thought Mike Hughes made a great play to uh, really to start the game. Well, really Jerron Reed and then Mike obviously picking it up and scooping up and scoring. But uh, we just wanted to start fast, man. We knew that's a good team and just try to take away some things from Derek Carr um, and, and let those big boys just hunt. All right, that's Tyron Matthew, courtesy of NFL Network, talking about the uh, Chiefs' blowout of the Raiders in KC, 48-9. Really good schedule this week after this Monday night game between the Rams and Cardinals. Thursday night, the Chiefs and Chargers, high-profile AFC West matchup. And uh, the Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point favorites pretty much across the board. Total of uh, 50 and a half. That game is in L.A. And uh, on Saturday, Raiders at Browns, Cleveland 6 couple spots, including Bet MGM, going to six and a half on this already. I think there's a good chance it could get to seven uh, by kickoff on Saturday afternoon. And then Saturday night game is going to be a really good one. Patriots and Colts, both teams off a of bye. And uh, the Colts right now, two-point favorites, total of uh, 45. And the Patriots have a seven-game win streak going into that one. <clears throat> but it's great now with NFL games four nights a week. We're going to get two on Saturday uh, this week. Uh, some dead dogs down the stretch of the season you want to bet against. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be one of them. They were shut out by the Tennessee Titans 20-0 to yesterday. Jacksonville now 2-11, outscored 57-7 to in the last two weeks. Trevor Lawrence, talk about a lost rookie season for Lawrence. Uh, he was so good at Clemson, so much hype when he's the number one overall pick, and it's been such a disaster uh, this season in Jacksonville. Four picks, like I said yesterday, and uh, Urban Meyer's got problems with the players, with the coaching staff. He addressed some of that after yesterday's shutout loss. What's the answer? Uh, start leaking information or some nonsense? No, no, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's uh, you know. That's once again. I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've I've not dealt with. Well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said someone said, that will that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds. You know, like we talked about from the beginning, Urban Meyer's not an NFL coach. He takes a college approach. It's not going to work at the pro level. Uh, he reportedly called his assistant coaches losers. Uh, there's a lot of uh, turmoil within that franchise right now. Shad Khan, the owner, one of the worst owners in the league, and uh, it's going from bad to worse in Jacksonville. I don't know how Urban Meyer is even allowed to finish the season. This is a joke, but when you're looking at teams you want to bet on or bet against, you're definitely not looking to bet on the Jaguars. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, you're not going to look to bet on the Panthers much either. Cam Newton benched a couple of times by Matt Rule. Things are kind of spinning in the wrong direction for the Panthers. Uh, the Buffalo Bills a month ago were the Super Bowl favorites in several sports books, including Bet MGM. 
at uh, around five to one odds. Right now, sixteen to one. And I, I was one of many who took a bad beat on the Bills, plus three and a half in overtime yesterday. Thirty-three twenty-seven loss at Tampa. Tom Brady passed for 363 yards, two TDs, including the 58-yarder to Brashad Perriman. In overtime, the Bucks led 24-3 at the half, so give credit to Josh Allen for rallying the Bills back from that big deficit. Uh, but the Bills couldn't finish. They had a first and goal, didn't get the P.I. call in the end zone, where I thought Stephon Diggs was interfered with, didn't happen. And then uh, Brady gets the cover in overtime. Is he the league MVP? It's hard to uh, argue against him at this point. Tom Brady's been terrific. Passing yards, 4,134. He's number one in the NFL. TD passes, 36, leads the league. Completion percentage, 68.2, number six in the league. Passer rating of 104.2, number four in the NFL. Look at those numbers for a 44-year-old quarterback. Uh, right now at DraftKings, minus 150. He's the odds-on favorite to be the NFL MVP. So Tom Brady's been that good, no surprise. The Bucks are 10-3 and three with a weak schedule down the stretch. They play the Saints, the Jets, and then the Panthers twice. Uh, Some pretty good shot. The uh, Buccaneers off a four-game win streak could run the table and uh, finish with 14 wins. Uh, the College Bowl season starts Friday. v has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide that's out today. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets, whether you're betting on every game, playing in contest. Uh, the VEASAN College Bowl Guide can help give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for $19.99 at vcin.com. Subscribe. We will be back in a minute with uh, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Stay tuned. The Edge Sports... From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kids-safe COPPA certified. 
So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a prop tracker available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props at the vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends, find the best value. Just talked about Tom Brady, minus 150 to be NFL MVP at DraftKings. Track the odds for MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year, more. The prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Let's welcome in Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. And, Johnny, I talked about in the uh, opening segment, Derek Stevens at Circus saying the Sunday of Week 14 was the worst day in the history of Circus Sports for sure. And Tony Miller at the Golden Nuggets said the worst day in their history. And that's when uh, you have a lot of favorites cash. In fact, favorites 11-1 and one straight up, 10-2 and two against the spread. When I talked to you yesterday, you said it wasn't that bad uh, for DraftKings. That was prior to the Bears-Packers game last night when the Packers rallied to cover and win 45-30. How did Sunday turn out for you? Uh, you know, if it, was, if it was like Santa Claus coming out and giving presents, uh, we got colds, what we got. So, yeah, we, we took a beating, too. The last game actually turned out uh, much worse than I thought, Matt. So, they, you know, the, the whole day was bad. Now, when the guys are saying it's their worst day, that's a good sign because that means that you're writing more business. And if you're writing more business, that means your wins are going to be bigger, your losses are going to be bigger. But, and overall, it's, uh, it, it sounds bad, but there's some good to it. Was there any game on the board that really helped you yesterday? When you, when you analyze this as a bookmaker and you look back at the uh, 12 games on the schedule, uh, what were the p- positives? What were the biggest negatives? I think there was one game where we won like about sixty grand. Uh, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think I think that was the Browns Ravens game, um, only because it you know it did go from one to three and fell two, but most of the money was at two and a half and three. Um, the games that we wrote the most money on was were the uh, the Packers was the biggest, and that also turned out to be our biggest loss. Uh, the Buccaneers was the second biggest right, and that turned out to be the second biggest loss. Uh, Raiders was the third biggest right. That was not one of the bigger losses, though. Uh, that actually turned out to be one of the smaller losses, as well as the, as the Niners. Um, Chargers-Giants was a really bad game for us, and the Cowboys 
uh, Washington football team was a bad game for us. The rest were all bad. They were just, uh, you know, they were the four top ones, though. Johnny, you're one of those guys. I, I never hear you whine or complain when uh, you have really bad days. You've been doing this for a long time. And uh, I, I tend to think sometimes you believe it's good for the business, good for the players to win, and uh, it doesn't bother you that much. Is that accurate? That is accurate, and I know it's good for players to win. Um, you know, you're going to – I've been through a lot of NFL seasons, and there's going to be four weeks where the players, you know, get the best of it. Sometimes it's more. Um, you know, if they're having a really good season, they might might win eight or nine of those weeks. But, you know, we've had a lot of good weeks this year ourselves. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with uh, with things going back and forth, and as long as it comes back towards us sometimes, I'm happy with that because – over the course of time, what the bookmaker has working for him is the juice on the straight bets, the juice on the parlays, and over time, and I like to use those two words, over time, it works for you. I know the guys here at the South Point have the same philosophy. We're talking about Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo. Let's uh, talk about the Monday night football game. Chris called this uh, one of the best betting attractions all season on Monday night, Johnny and uh, the Rams. Back to uh, three-point dogs. I believe at DraftKings you've gone back to three on this as well. A uh, total of uh, 51. And uh, this number had dipped to uh, two at Circa last night, two and a half at most spots. Is this all based on the news that Jalen Ramsey is going to be out tonight for the Rams and a couple other players out because of COVID issues? Yeah, that's some of it. And, I just, you know, some of it is a bookmaker's move and not a play uh, from any, any side, any you know, particular group or sides sharp guys it's basically the house uh needs the dog tonight now with that being said matt i went and looked we're, we don't do good if the cardinals win but if the rams win we don't do that that good either so <laughs> it's in one of those really strange spots tonight but uh you know some places may need the uh need the rams to get out tonight and that's one of the reasons for you know moving it uh more towards the cardinal side yeah you never want to be in a lose-lose situation we either lose less or lose more. Uh, how about these two teams? Analyze the Rams a little bit, Johnny, because uh, they've had some uh, problems. I, deal, I detailed these at the uh, top of the show tonight. The Rams, one and five against the spread in the past six. Only teams they have defeated since Halloween are the Texans and the Jaguars, and they're uh, two and four against teams with winning records, including four straight losses. But I know a lot of yeah, sharp betters, excuse me, including myself, who think this is a good division revenge spot tonight, and the Rams are going to bounce back. And there's there's something to like in the road dog. What do you think? I think so too. I think it's a you know it is a good spot for the Rams, and the the Rams certainly haven't played up to expectations this year. Uh, but but I say this all the time: the Rams really do have a quality team. But it's not how you're playing in the beginning or the middle, it's how you're playing towards the end. And this is getting towards the end. This last third of the season is when you really want to be going well. And if you look back, you'll find that a lot of your champs, champions when it's all said and done, are playing good at this last third of the year. Um, so the Rams, there's nothing wrong with the team. It's just that they just have not gelled. Uh, Cardinals have gelled. Cardinals have had just a tremendous season. I don't think any of us expected the Cardinals to have this many wins, maybe for the whole season. They already got it two-thirds through the season. So, uh, you know, one one team is above expectations, the other is below. But this is a huge game for the Rams tonight to show that they, uh, they're they more than what they've shown us so far. Yeah, especially after they got punked by Kyler Murray and the Cardinals 37-20 the first time these teams met. The Rams are 8-4 and four straight up, 5-7 and seven against the spread. 
And uh, the Cardinals have uh, managed to keep winning, Johnny, even with uh, Kyler Murray having injury issues. And I think that's an impressive thing about this Arizona team as well. Let's look to uh, Thursday night because we've got a really good schedule ahead of us in week 15. And uh, how about Chiefs and Chargers in L.A. on Thursday with the Chiefs three-and-a-half-point favorites? I was talking with you yesterday about this. The Chiefs are back, aren't they? Do you regard the Chiefs as a top-three team again? Well, we talked about the Chiefs a few weeks ago back three weeks ago we said are they back and we said nah we're not sure yet we need to see more uh we've seen more we've seen the the defense play very well the offense seems to uh be back to the normal chief offense so i think they're back um now with that being said this charger team is one of those upcoming teams i think this is a team that is going to give uh, nfl uh all nfl teams problems in years to come they they just they just have all the players they need including the quarterback so uh are they ready now for you know, the stage and the, the Chiefs will find out. Justin Herbert had one of the most impressive touchdown passes I've seen yesterday. He was under pressure, uh, barely got the throw off. It traveled 64 yards in the air and hit the spot pinpoint uh, for a touchdown. Herbert was on yesterday, but it's easy to be on against the uh, New York Giants. We'll see what he can do against the KCD. That's allowed an average of 10.8 points uh, during this six-game winning streak for the Chiefs. Uh, how about Saturday? Johnny, I know you said a few weeks ago the Raiders are done. They're not headed to the playoffs. That was prophetic. Uh, the Raiders right now are DraftKings six-point dogs at Cleveland on Saturday, and uh, the Raiders have lost four of the past five. Yeah, uh, they are definitely going in the wrong direction. Um, they're going to win a few more games before the season's out, but they're not going to make the playoffs, and that's unfortunate uh, you know, for them. But, hey, there's more years to come. Um, the Browns... I don't know. The Browns won yesterday, but they almost gave it up late and really almost gave it up. Uh, you know, the other team had a chance actually with a couple first downs to maybe win the game. So um, I'm not sure that, you know, I would rely on the Browns right now for to be covering any numbers. So uh, tough game, tough game to bet either way, Matty. I got to uh, I got to double check you here on something you just said. Uh, so the Raiders are one of five in their past six. You said the Raiders are going to win a few more games this season. Who, who are they going to beat? I there? think so. Really? Okay. I don't know. I think, huh? I, I think there's. I think there's another win or two in there. I mean, what is okay. it? What do they have left? Five. So I'm thinking two out. Of, I think they can get two out of five. Don't ask me. They got I four. know Broncos are in there. They got four yeah. games left. Oh, four they play, left. Yeah, they play the Browns, the Broncos, the Colts, and the Chargers. That's six and seven. I bet them over their win total of seven. Johnny, I'm hoping for a push. I, ho I hope they can win one. Two would be great, but I'm not sure they can get two of the final four. Well, it's not at the moment. They would be pressure to play a little bit better. All right, we lost a connection with uh, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. We only got a minute left, so uh, we'll let Johnny go, and uh, we'll move on. Brad Powers is going to join us in the next uh, spot to talk College football bowl games, there's a lot to talk about there. I, I mentioned the uh, Saturday double feature in the NFL. The first game is the Chiefs, three and a half at the Chargers. The second game is going to be a damn good one. That's the, uh, excuse me, that's the Thursday night game. The first game on Saturday is Raiders-Browns, like we just talked about. The second game, Patriots-Colts in Indianapolis, a two-point favorite over a Patriots team that has won seven straight. And that's a uh, 5.20 p.m. kickoff time Saturday night. And that's... Uh, Going to be an outstanding matchup. I've been, I think I've bet the Patriots six times during their seven game win streak. I might have to bet them again. And the dog roll 
this week at Indianapolis. All right, we'll take a quick break. Again, don't forget about the, uh, the VSIN Bowl betting guide, which is out today. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. We're going to talk college football bowls next with uh, college football handicapper Brad Powers. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zen. Head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, we had the flip-flop guests here. Greg Peterson is going to be on deck right now to talk college hoops. Greg, appreciate you being on call like a doctor today, the VSIN host of the Greg Peterson Experience and the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. You can catch Greg's show Friday, Saturday, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern, and I recommend you listen to that and the podcast. Uh, Greg's got an abundance of uh, college hoops information. Greg, uh, I want to tip it off here in this segment by looking back at Sunday and see what we can learn from the Baylor, Villanova, and Purdue NC State games. I have not seen a Jay Wright team shut down offensively like it was yesterday. As Baylor's defense, that's suffocating. 57-36. to 36. Villanova held to 15 points in the first half, had 29 points inside two minutes to go in the game. Greg, what did you take away from Baylor's beatdown of Villanova? I think it's a little bit too pronged here. For one, Baylor's defense really is terrific. They ranked in the top 10 in regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis going into yesterday. And they're a team that they're just great at being able to force turnovers. Number three in the country going into yesterday with regards to sealed force on a per-possession basis. So the defense really is tremendous. At the same time, you can't expect Villanova to shoot 22% from four. That was the day in which Murphy's Law wound up hitting them. But... With that said, I think that we do need to be taking Baylor very seriously as being the number one team in all of college basketball. It's a good old Ric Flair motto. In order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And like Baylor, nobody's been able to beat them. They've been able to take out the They've been able to knock them all up. And I really have a lot of respect for the Baylor team. And I think that they actually might be a little bit better down low this year than they were last year with Jonathan Chamachachua doing a great job up on the class. All right, we're going to try to reconnect with Greg quickly and clear up that audio issue, which uh, we can do here within a minute. Also yesterday, Purdue, the number one team, now replaced by Baylor atop the pole. Really, like I said before the season, I thought there were 10 or 11 teams uh, that could end up number one at some point. My power ratings, very uh, slim difference between number one and number 10 when the season opened. Purdue was number one last week. Ron Harper Jr. was unconscious, couldn't miss, and hit a 40-footer at the buzzer to beat Purdue. The Boilermakers had to battle back from a uh, a double-digit deficit yesterday to beat NC State in overtime in Brooklyn, 82-69. to 
to 72. Uh, so a, uh, a rough week for Purdue at the top of the polls. Greg, uh, did you watch the NC State-Purdue game, and why do you make a Purdue's tough week at the top of the polls with the uh, loss to Rutgers at the buzzer in the overtime victory over NC State? I did wind up seeing that game, and I do think that Purdue's a really solid team, but I still think that there might be a little bit of question mark when it comes to the three-point shooting of Purdue. Seems to be a little bit more inconsistent when they wind up hitting the road Mm -hmm. rather than at home. But what we do know about Purdue as well is that their rebounding isn't going to keep them in so many games. Travion Williams comes off the bench, 22 points, nine boards, few blocks. Guy just did everything. And then you've got Zach Eady, who's seven foot four, just a giant of the earth. That's able to clog things up (laughs) down low as well. So Purdue's going to be just fine down low. Big question is their three-point shooting whenever they head away from Mackey Arena. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a fair uh, critique, uh, Greg, no doubt about it. Purdue 5 for 21 from 3 yesterday against NC State. Uh, let's go to the Pac-12 quickly. Uh, Arizona. I finally pulled the trigger, Greg, on an Arizona future at 30-1. to 1. I should have bet it sooner because the first time I saw the Wildcats play, I said, man, this team's a lot better than I thought. And uh, Arizona stock rising high, Oregon stock falling fast. The Ducks beat at the buzzer. Uh, by Stanford yesterday. How about your overview of the Pac-12 with uh, Arizona on the rise? I think that Arizona is the number one team in the conference right now, and I do think that UCLA has really formed themselves into being able to answer a lot of the questions that we had on them coming into the season. I think that you've got a pair of top eight teams, but when it comes to Arizona, it's not just the offense, which was absolutely tremendous against Illinois. Going into that game against Illinois, they were in the top five with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis on defense as well. Illinois was hitting shot after shot. They came at him with an 18 to nothing run, and yet Arizona was able to withstand that. They were able to get it done. And on top of that, Arizona wound up having flight troubles, much like UCLA did as well. It was a very strange day for Pac-12 teams going to the Midwest. They had to Uber to the arena in order to face off against Illinois, and despite all that, they were still able to get a tough road win I really like what Tommy Lloyd is doing there with Arizona. And I do think that other than Baylor, they've got probably the most fair argument for number one team in the country at this point. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's uh, accurate. By the way, I, I bet Arizona in that game at Illinois went down to the wire. Good win for the Wildcats. I bet NC State plus 15 against Purdue yesterday. But I did take a significant loss over you. the weekend on Kentucky at Notre Dame, I was really surprised that the Wildcats fell in South Bend. I've watched that Notre Dame team in person here in Vegas, and that's a uh, pedestrian Irish team, uh, to put it nicely. And that was kind of, I thought, a bad loss, loss for Kentucky at Notre Dame. Greg, when you, uh, when you look at, back at the preseason and compare it to now and teams you've downgraded the most, would Oregon and Michigan be uh, at the top of your list? Or who, who else is on that list of most disappointing teams for you? Memphis is certainly on there. They're going to be having a big opportunity Mm -hmm. against Alabama in the next few days, but Oregon as well, as you mentioned. I mean, this is a team that I thought that they had a good shot of being able to win the Pac-12 this year, and right now that is looking like anything but the case. Losing at home to an Arizona State team that Arizona State is not very good this year. They wind up losing to Sanford, so I'm right there with you on downgrading Oregon and downgrading them big time, but Memphis needs to be among those teams as well, and then when you just take a look at it as well, what I think is just really neat is the ACC in general. Just so much of this conference, what we thought was going to be a solid middle, just has not been able to materialize. Uh, that's correct. The ACC is definitely soft in the middle. Uh, Greg, you know, I was really disappointed in the Michigan Wolverines several times early in the season. They lost a home game to Minnesota 
over the weekend, too. So Oregon uh, and Michigan, the most disappointing teams for me so far. And I know Memphis has got to be on that list. Let's take a quick look at that Tuesday night matchup. Alabama at Memphis, one of the best games I saw over the weekend, Greg, was Alabama uh, taking down uh, – uh, I'm actually drawing a blank. Who? Houston. That's not Houston. I don't know why I drew a blank on that. I watched the game for two and a half hours. That was a high-level game, and I thought Houston's guards were fantastic in that game. Alabama just one shot better. Um, but Houston's a team going to be a team to reckon with. Again, Kelvin Sampson's got a heck of a uh, team. How do you size up this Alabama-Memphis matchup on Tuesday? What do you make the number right now? Right now, I think that there's a good chance that Memphis should actually be a favorite when it comes to talent and talent alone because this is going to be a true road game for Alabama. I'm very curious to see how they wind up responding in this game because Alabama, going into that game against Houston, shooting 67% at the free throw line. If this is a game that is close late, I think that that could be a little bit of an issue. And the big thing for Memphis this year has been turnovers, right around 19 turnovers per game. I think that this might be a little bit of a tricky spot. We see it time and time again in college basketball. Teams that wind up playing a true road game. We saw it with Purdue versus Rutgers. We wound up seeing it just with so many of these Big Ten teams. Indiana blowing a 22-point lead against Wisconsin. It's hard to close out on the road. So I do think that Memphis is much more live in this game than a lot of people might give them credit for. The talent is still there. Question is, are they going to be able to take care of the ball? And I think that against Alabama, they've got a good shot of being able to do so. Yeah, don't forget Duke. First game is number one. True road game at Ohio State. Couldn't finish it out and uh, lost to the Buckeyes. Greg, it's a, a pretty poor college hoop schedule tonight, but I know you can always come up with plays, and uh, you have five plays on the VSIN email today. I don't think one of those is the Southwest Assembly of God and, um, uh, and, <laughs> and Montana game tonight. That's not on the betting board. Uh, in the last uh, minute and a half or so, what are your best bets for tonight? I'm taking a look at this Cleveland State versus Oklahoma State game. I want going under in this game, and I want taking what was at the time right around 12 to 12 and a half with Cleveland State. That's been moving around a little bit, but pretty much anything with double digits just with Cleveland State is something that I'm going to be taking a look at. I do think that this Princeton versus UMBC game is going to be interesting as well. I want to making my line 150 and a half, so I want to taking the overnight under in this game as well. I do think that. Princeton is going to be playing a little bit slower. I think that they're going to be able down a little bit more when it comes to three-point shooting as well. And then Cal Poly versus Portland, I think, is a really interesting game. I was seeing the total a little bit earlier in the low or the high 120s. I want to make it in the total 131.5. I'm going to be taking a look at an over of pretty much anything at a 130 or lower just because when it comes to Cal Poly versus Portland, I think that you wind up getting late-game fouling. And I would say that this is two programs. They're a little bit ahead of schedule, so I'm going to be taking a look at those for tonight. All right, that's Greg Peterson, host of the Greg Peterson Experience in the uh, Hoops to Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Follow him on Twitter at gunit underscore eighty one. Greg, always appreciate the time, man. Always a pleasure, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, the top games on tonight's board: Cleveland State, Oklahoma State, Rhode Island, Milwaukee, Cal Poly, Portland. Not a great college basketball board. Back with best bets, and hopefully Brad Powers next. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, You don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. That's a tongue twister. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA, member FDIC. Again, playcard.com. Let's get to Brad Powers, college football handicapper, and you can find him at bradpowersports.com and at bradpowers7 on Twitter. Brad, always great to talk college football with you, man. This is your specialty in the bowl season. is full of handicapping riddles. We've got uh, four games on uh, actually two games on Friday, and then uh, four games, five games it looks like on uh, Saturday. Anyway, I wanted to hit one of these uh, first bowl games with you to to see what you did with UTEP and Fresno State and what you're going to do with it now because I, I'm not sure if you made the bet thinking that Jake Hayner, the Fresno State quarterback, was going to be in the transfer portal and maybe headed to Washington. 
He's back with the Bulldogs and participating in ball practices. And UTEP, which was a 13-point dog, now catching 12, 12 and a half, total of 51 or 52. Uh, when did you make the bet on UTEP? And uh, what's your take on the game now that looks like Jake Hayner is going to be the quarterback for Fresno State? Yeah, your inclination is correct. I did bet UTEP. Uh, bet online had a very early number, low limit. I got it at 15 and a half. Wow. Uh, and then re-bet it again even after it crossed 14 because obviously my expectation was Hayner wasn't going to play. And, and for folks that don't know, Jake Hayner, the Fresno State quarterback, I mean, he's one of the best group of five quarterbacks in the country, and I think he's worth more than three points to a, a point spread considering their backups are a pair of freshmen. Now, uh, I, you know, believe it or not, even if Hayner plays, I'd still lean UTEP. If you look at double-digit underdogs in bowl season the last eight years, they're hitting well over 55%, and I still would question Fresno State with an interim coach, you know, their motivation. UTEP's hardly ever in a bowl game catching double digits. I would still lean with the minors. Yeah, the Fresno State co- coach, Kalen DeBoer, left for Washington, and it looked like Jake Hayner was going to follow him there. And Hayner, is, uh, he was one of the best performances I've seen by a quarterback all season, Brad, was Jake Hayner against UCLA at the Rose Bowl. And yep. uh, I have a lot of respect for him, so obviously that changes things if he's going to play in the game. I was looking at the UTEP side too, but I had not made the bet yet. How about Memphis and Hawaii? It looks like we see all the turmoil with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. It's on a smaller scale, but it looks like things are not going well for Todd Graham at Hawaii. And this number uh, was six, six and a half. Now it's up to Memphis minus seven or seven and a half. What do you see in the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve? Yeah, I, I bet Memphis. And I would still lean that way just because I'm not sure how to price you know, the situation in Hawaii. I mean, what we do know is the starting quarterback and starting running back, you know, ditched the, the, the team. And also, I mean, the, the, there was other players showing that they're disgruntled. Now, that being said, they sure didn't show it in the regular season finale when they hammered uh, <laughs> Wyoming. Wyoming when the whole world was betting against Hawaii. So there's a little bit uh, of trepidation there, but I could only look towards the Memphis side. Uh, Cordero, the quarterback for Hawaii, in my opinion, is worth a couple points. He, now, he missed a few games this year, so it's not like the the the, 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 uh, the backup uh, doesn't have any experience. He's already started three games this year, so don't you know think of it as a shoe-in, but I would certainly lean with Memphis here. You know, Wyoming played, I'm going to say, three of, those, three of the most bizarre games of the college football season, Brad. <laughs> uh, one was October yeah. 23rd, a 20-point home favorite. They lost to New Mexico 14-3. to uh, November 20th, at Utah State as a six-point dog. They won 44-17. to That's a Utah State team that won the Mountain West Championship game. And then uh, as a 13-point home favorite, November 27th, they got boat raced by Hawaii in Laramie 38-14. to Man, that was a uh, strange Wyoming team. It's hard to look back and uh, make sense of a lot of that. Okay, how about Michigan State and Pitt? Because uh, Kenny Pickett, a Heisman finalist, said we'll see this week if he's going to play in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And Michigan State has moved from a a three-and-a-half-point dog to one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Sources say Pickett's doubtful to play in this game. How do you handicap Michigan State-Pitt thinking that Kenny Pickett might not be out there? So, I mean, the line right now is telling you that he is really doubtful. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it, it's moved in some instances six points. I mean, that's close to what Kenny Pickett's worked on a point spread. So, he's highly unlikely to play. I would lean with Michigan State here. Uh, it, it, look, if he didn't get an earlier number, 
maybe lean more towards the under because this was actually a game that I was looking to possibly bet the over because I thought Pitt had the major advantage. When you talk, take a look at, you know, Kenny Pickett and Addison at wide receiver against the worst pass defense in the country, mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking to actually bet Pitt here, but now without an offensive corner, without their starting quarterback, lean Michigan State, lean under 60. Hey, uh, let's go Notre Dame-Oklahoma State next. And uh, you and I both like the Irish here. I'm disappointed that Kyron Williams, running back, is not going to play in this bowl game. Marcus Freeman's debut as uh, head coach in Okie State's got to be, I would think, in a little bit of a flat spot off blowing the Big 12 championship game and a spot at the college football playoff. Uh, what are you looking at here as Notre Dame as a two-point favorite over Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, this is one where I bet Notre Dame one and a half to still holding value since the line hasn't moved too much. Now, Kyron Williams is a guy that, in my opinion, is worth about a half point to the point spread. I mean, certainly, uh, it's not that Notre Dame doesn't lack anybody, you know, capability at, at backup. In fact, they get, they got two or three really good backups. But, you know, Williams gave him, uh, you know, pass protection from a running back, I thought was a leap from him, especially when you got an Oklahoma State defense that, uh, in my opinion, up front's uh, one of the more underrated units in the country. Against the Notre Dame offensive line when they were playing better defenses earlier this year struggled. So that'll be the, the, the key matchup to look for. But what I was surprised it didn't get more play in the market, at least not yet, Oklahoma State losing their D.C., who uh-huh. many expected to stay on. It was first reported that, and now he's not staying on. So they got to replace an elite defensive coordinator, and to me that's where the, the value lies right now. Yeah, I'm on uh, the Irish, too. And, by the way, that D.C.'s headed to Ohio State. Quick take on the Rose Bowl, Brad. Utah catching six and a half against Ohio State on New Year's Day. I bet Utah in the early markets, but, man, right now I can't. Uh, I, I think that, you know, Ohio State's lack of motivation, at least, uh, you know, that's pricing in the market with the Buckeyes being less than a touchdown favorite here. If all their players, uh, you know, Alave and Garrett Wilson, if they're ready to go and they play, I'd actually lean with the Buckeyes here at six, six and a half. All right. Any, uh, is there one more bowl play that stands out to you that uh, I know you have not talked about yet on v with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on Follow the Money or we didn't cover today? Is there one more that jumps out to you? You know what? I'm going to go with one that probably won't get any play for a while because it's the last bowl game before the championship. LSU-Kansas State, I think under 47 is really good. LSU has no idea whether they're going to start a you know, freshman quarterback and, and you know, use up his red shirt or go with a walk-on. Kansas State, there's question marks on who's going to play quarterback for them. It's a very meaningless bowl game on January the 4th, mm-hmm. under 47, LSU-Kansas State. All right, great stuff. Brad, thanks as always, man. Appreciate the time. And uh, good luck in the hey, ball season. Me, okay. Follow him on Twitter at BradPowers7. Uh, let's get the best bets. And uh, we got to recap what JVT did over the weekend. I talked to him yesterday, and uh, he was not happy about the Cleveland Browns. He played the Browns at minus two. And uh, the Browns led that game 24-3 to and found a way to screw it up and win 24-22. But he got a push on that one. He played the Lions at plus eight. And the Lions, after the first quarter, really never had a chance. So, uh uh, one and one for JVT. He had a split. Uh, I went 0 and 2 in the NFL. I had the Washington football team, and uh, the comeback fell short with a drop pass late and uh, just uh, too many turnovers on the Washington side. I don't really regret the play, but the game just spun out of control, went the wrong direction on Washington. The Bills plus three and a half. That was another bad beat. Bills rally. I thought they should have closed it out late, didn't get the P.I. call, had to go to overtime, and, of course, gave up a 58-yard TD pass in overtime. 
uh, when they had the ball first and couldn't mount a drive. So the Bills plus three and a half, a loser by six in overtime. And I got the Rams pending uh, plus three tonight. And, of course, bad news on the COVID side for the Rams in tonight's game. But that's the way things go. Let's uh, take a look at the college football bowl best bets. And uh, I did add a few to the list. So uh, the first ones I put up early last week, Western Michigan pick over Nevada. That's in the Quick Lane Bowl. It's, uh, it's kind of a home game for the Broncos in uh, Michigan. Oklahoma, minus 3.5 over Oregon. you got to think the, uh, the lame duck team from the Pac-12 there is not going to be fired up for this game after its coach bolted for Miami. And uh, Bob Stoops coming out of retirement to uh, coach the Sooners in this bowl game, the Alamo Bowl where it's going to be a pro-Oklahoma crowd. I like the Sooners minus 3.5, and, and we just talked about Notre Dame minus 2 over Oklahoma State in the Fiesta. Also, I think uh, things are spinning out of control in a bad way for Todd Graham at Hawaii. We just talked about that with uh, Brad Powers. I'm also play- I played Memphis better at minus 6.5, still played at minus 7. Uh, Memphis should, be, uh, should roll a Hawaii team without its quarterback and top running back. And uh, a team that doesn't look like they want to play for its coach. Michigan State minus one and a half over Pitt. That's assuming that Kenny Pickett's not going to be a quarterback for the Panthers. And that Kenneth Walker, a star running back for the Spartans, will play in that game. And I'm going to go ahead and take the eight with Michigan against Georgia. I took Alabama in the points against Georgia. I think this uh, quarterback situation for the Bulldogs is a problem. And... Uh, The Wolverines are a hot team right now. They believe they can hang in this game, and I think they can too. So I took the eight and one semifinal. That does it for the Eds. Thanks to Johnny Avello, Greg Peterson, and Brad Powers, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness. TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.